This is Shi'ar Jeshub, brought to you from the church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Shi'ar Jeshub is a Bible study program where we take the time to go through God's Word line by line. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, as part of the Heavenly Authority series. The current message comes off of 1 Samuel chapter 15, where Samuel confronts the lies of King Saul. Here now is Pastor Greg. What is Saul thinking? Who does he think he's lying to? He forgets who his boss is and what he's like. What is David thinking when he has Uriah, the Hittite, put in the forefront of the battle and then abandoned so that the enemies kill him and this way no one will know that he slept with Uriah's wife Bathsheba and is the father of the child? What is David thinking? If he fools all of Israel, has he fooled God? If Saul is successful at fooling Samuel and the Israelites, has he fooled Yahweh? What are they thinking? What are Ananias and Sapphira thinking when they plot together to misrepresent their offering before the apostles in Acts chapter 5? They're attempting to lie to men for their own advantage, to cover up their own wickedness, as Saul says, that I might have honor before the elders. Before men, they want to look a certain way, but they're forgetting who they work for and what he's like. Because you can fool men, but you can't fool God. And somehow they think that when they're lying, they're going to convince God. As Peter tells Ananias in Acts chapter 5 and verse 3, he says, Ananias, why has Satan, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? This is not communism. It was their land. And they after it was sold, was it not in your own control? You could have done what you wanted. You could have said, look, I'm giving half to the church. But Ananias and Fire want to look like they were giving it all. They want the people to think that, look at these people. They sold this land and gave it all. How good they are. Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men you have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. It's amazing how someone can believe in the Lord God, how we can believe in God and not act like it, believe he's there, believe in his power, and yet, somehow think we can get away with it. We can be untruthful. We can put on a show. And can we fool other people? Yeah, sure. 
especially if you're among believers and everybody wants to think the best, their hearts are soft. But even if you fool every person in the world, we cannot fool God. We forget the power of who we serve. I think if over the centuries, Christian leaders, those in position of authority, remembered who it is they're playing with, so many things would never have been attempted. So many deceptions would never have come into the church. Who is the originator of this? Satan. This is one of the ways Satan destroys those in leadership. And I really, every believer, Ananias, Sapphira, just believers. By taking away the image of who we serve and allowing us to, to dwell in a delusion that somehow we can treat God the way we treat other people, and he's going to take our lying words and accept them, and there will be no consequences for our actions. You know, Saul gets caught, Samuel hears the sheep. Well, he'll explain it away with another lie. And that's what human nature we do. We just explain one thing away by another by another. And we think God is going to somehow accept that. Samuel says, enough. Stop. Shut up. Silence. You can imagine the judgment seat when every mouth, every tongue becomes silent. I can think of some people, some politicians that are really spectacular at telling stories. And it's going to be wonderful someday just to see them silenced before the throne of God. When none of that will be accepted, none of the lies, none of the untruthfulness. This has been a tremendous problem in church history. And how many ministers, church leaders, needed to hear the words when Samuel says to Saul, be quiet, enough. Stop all this nonsense, this weaving of deception to men forgetting the Almighty One to whom each of us must give account. That's why Samuel says to him, when, when confronted with the lies, the untruthfulness, he'll say, after he says to him, be quiet, he says, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Now, the Lord's word takes preeminence over the lie. You've said what you've said enough. Now, I'll tell you what God has said. The scriptures tell us in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, that the word of God, Samuel proclaimed the word of God. God reveals the truth. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the vision of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. God's word goes right in and carves away and can make sharp distinctions Silly arguments that might sound like they're the truth, but really the spirit behind them is confusion and deception. The word of God just cuts away. Like the devil when he tried to quote, misquote scripture to Jesus, and Jesus then rightly quoted scripture back. The word of God can't be played with. It makes a sharp distinction. It is a discerner, it says in Hebrews 4.12, of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
And there is no creature hidden from his, from God's sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Every person has to give an account. And everything is opened up. God sees everything. He knows every intent, every attitude of our heart. And nothing is hidden from him. Everything is naked, laid bare. There is no creature hidden from his sight. All things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Lying, deceiving, is a grave sin in the scripture. Satan is called by the Lord Jesus the father of lies. That's in John 8, 44. He says, you are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. He is the father of lies. Because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Thereof, their father, the devil. Those that are consumed by lies will not turn and believe that which is of the truth. So Jesus' words will not be accepted by them. Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, where we have the Ten Commandments, tells us you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. It's one of the Ten Commandments. It's the Ninth Commandment. Lying is a terrible thing in the Scriptures. Deception, untruthfulness is a terrible thing in the Scriptures. Matter of fact, if you go into Revelation, we saw what Jesus said about Satan being the father of lies. In the Old Testament, we have the commandment not to bear false witness. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 21 and verse 7, it says, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But then it says in verse 8, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and look at this, what does it say? And all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And just in case we don't see it there, that's not enough, though that should be more than enough. If we go to chapter 22 and verse 14, the very end of the Bible, blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city, the new Jerusalem. But outside, but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and what? Whoever loves, loves and practices a lie. Notice that list there is ended by those who love and practice a lie. Lying, deceitfulness, 
It's against God's nature to lie. When you look in Titus chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. It's against God's nature to lie. So when God's servants, when his representative like Saul, so carelessly, uncaringly, selfishly play with the truth and they lie before the people, he lies to Samuel, not only is it foolhardiness on their part, because why? They've forgotten who they serve. They've forgotten what he's like. They've forgotten he's all-powerful. And they think somehow they're going to get away with it. Not only is it foolhardy, but it brings the way of God into shame. It brings the people of God into deception. And it does not reflect the true nature of their master. I hope you have enjoyed this unique series. And if you would like to join our fellowship for in-depth Bible study and answers to the difficult questions Christians must deal with in today's society, I invite you to join us for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are across from the James Madison Memorial. And, as always, you can write to us at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Join us next time as Pastor Greg Scalzo teaches from God's Holy Word.